Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. I came up with a revelation. Well, I actually had a revelation, rather. I realized that in life, you will experience two different paths contingent on your perspective. You will either have the experience where there are problems happening on purpose. And then there's the alternate path of having problems occur for your purpose. What is the difference, you ask? I'm so glad you asked, grandbaby. Okay, so a problem on purpose are the things that yield fruit that are not of the Holy Spirit. There are problems that come up. There are bills that come up. There are unexpected nuances that you're just like, every time I turn around, there is something going on. It is something that literally just gets under your skin. It just seems like there's a revolving door in this particular area. It feels as if it is a battle that is continually being fought and you're giving it all you got and you're looking at the clock like, how much more? And it's like, bro, that was only the first round. Like, what? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's one of those. And it usually surfaces in the area of finance most of the time in relationships, but all of the time it feels like, why is this happening to me? It feels like something is happening on purpose. Like, like the enemy is just, you know, that's when we give him credit for things and he's busy and e all the above, right? And then there's the alternate path where there are problems that are specified for your purpose the best example of that is David because I've been talking about him for a while right the one that slayed Goliath Mm -hmm. read your bible um he was faced with a problem he went to go do the David uber eat situation bring some food crackers and cheese down to his brothers say what up to Saul real quick bring the report back to his father but but it didn't actually happen that way. On his way to making his way downtown, he went and saw that uh, Goliath was popping off at the mouth. And he was like, um, who's this uncircumcised Philistine? And who's he talking about? And who's God? <laughs> Not mine. Like, what happened? And so the problem was that he's been doing this, sir, uh, unbeknownst to you, for like 40 days or so. He's been taunting Saul and them. Nobody's been coming out to say anything. He's been doing this day and night, just taunting all. Israel defying God and that was a problem for David but the uh real revelation is it was a problem that was specified and customized for David's purpose see what we don't know is that uh he was already uh ordained to be king right and what Goliath didn't know is that David not only had the confidence, but he had them hands, right? <laughs> Very much so. And so uh, where Saul and the army was reacting to the problem, like it was happening on purpose, like what am I supposed to do? Uh, n- no fear, because when David stepped on the scene, oh, that was a problem for his purpose. Huge difference. Do you see that? And while that one illustration is so clear I kind of want to mm, persuade you to kind of see your situations and circumstances the same way. I think that we are not taught to embrace the problem. 
oh, we're taught that all problems are bad. <laughs> we're taught that problems is clearly an illustration that you, or indication rather, that you chose wrong, that you're on the wrong path, that you're doing all the wrong things, wrong, wrong, wrong. And I just want to come against that because every time that I've read in anyone's life, read anywhere in the Bible, watched a documentary, I never watched through and through someone's circumstance or situation that was problem free. The next level from most of the greats occurred on the platter of a problem being served. And what happens for most is they see the problem and they run. They see the problem, they hide. They see the problem and they start to get fearful. They see they have an alternate reaction to the problem rather than saying, okay, you know what, if this is being presented to me, then I know that I have what it takes in me to go ahead and execute this thing because I was purposed for this. This situation hap is happening on purpose, but it's actually happening because I have something in me, so it's happening for my purpose. Why else would you be presented with a Goliath situation, David, if you were not purpose for it? See, the difference between Saul and his army is that they were equipped, but David was purposed. <laughs> My drop. Do you understand? You see that example there? And I feel like a lot of us need to have that same situation. Instead of feeling like, you know what, you have all the equipment, you have all the education, you have all the accolades, you have all the networking, but there is something in you that you really have not identified. This is happening for your purpose. No, such and such is not in that situation no more. They got fired. That seat and position is just now open for your purpose. No, 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 no. That house that went on the market for your purpose. No, no, no. Someone else's car situation, I feel bad for them. But you know what? That actually happened for your purpose. No, no, no. The market doing that is happening for you. Everything that is happening around you was happening for you because you were purposed for this very season. Walk into that with bravery. Walk into that with purpose and confidence. David could have very much walked down and been like, listen, I did not come here for this. <laughs> like real talk, I literally like somebody's babysitting my sheep right now. Like I told that shepherd, give me a couple of hours and y'all trying to keep me like, bro, this fight is going to take all day. I ain't got the time. Listen, let me go. Okay. So let me go back. Let me tell my father what's going on. Let me then make some situations and, you know, arrangements for my sheep. Let me tell the shepherd like, yo, if you look over them, I'll give you a third of my sheep, blah, blah, blah. Let me make the arrangements and then I'll come back because he's been doing it for like what? 40 days and 49. Yeah. So he's going to do it for another couple of days and nights. Y'all still going to be here. So listen, let me go ahead. Let me suit up and boot up. I'll I'll be back and then I'll, I'll handle the situation. It was none of that because true confidence understands that when purpose is served on a platter, you eat period. There's nothing else to discuss. There is no postponing purpose. There is no, oh, okay. Excusing and trying to perfect purpose. You walk out and you step out. That's how you walk on water. Very, very, very simple. But we make it so complex. We truly do. I don't get it. I want to get it, but we're humans and we made from the dirt. So it's not a lot of, 
you know, if you didn't have the good fertilizer portion of the clay, you got what you got. You understand? I really want us to start taking purpose by the throat and saying, I understand that everything is orchestrated for my good. Romans 8.28 literally tells me that everything happens for my good. So even if at first glance I identify it as bad, as uncomfortable, as something that is not favorable, I will understand by, by the time that I go ahead and defeat this, this was to go ahead and set the stage for my purpose. Why else would this happen? Why else would God expose this to me at this time in my life, at this juncture, like out of all the times, like, God, you didn't want to wait until I had more money. You didn't want to wait till I graduated. You didn't want to wait till I got that certification. You didn't want to wait till I at least got married. You didn't want to wait until I, whatever you think will qualify your particular calling. God is like, listen, I'm bringing this to you on purpose for your purpose. It can't get no clearer. No, you looking at, well, I don't, why such and such didn't apply for it? Because such and such is not built for it. Oh, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Did you read that Eliab, uh, Davis brother, was trying to defer David and make him feel bad while he had the armor on? Sir, the last thing you want to do is to be popping junk to me and uh, Goliath's been doing this for a couple of days and you ain't saying that none to him. So, like, who really is the chump? But you know what? That would have read different if, if I was in the Bible. So we're going to go ahead and just praise God for David. <laughs> you understand? Because uh, he would have felt bad talking to me. Who are you talking to? Where's my little sheep? Bro, where's your sword? You don't want to throw it in his direction at least? I mean, at least tumbleweeded down the hill. You don't want to do that? Oh, yeah, Eliab and I would have had some worries because what he don't know is that I keep my verbal Tims laced up all the time. Yeah, you're not going to be able to un-New York me, sir. So you may want to go ahead and not talk smack. Please don't do it because I'm witty and I'm gritty. You understand? Okay, I'm going to come back down to life. Listen. No, because sometimes you got to keep it a hundred. Like, who you talking to? <laughs> You got the most to say. You're not married, ma'am. You got the most to say. Look at your bank account, sir. You got the most to say. How far did you get in the company? You got the most to say about entrepreneurship. You ain't trying nothing by yourself. But you know what? Instead of being that kind of grandbaby, we got to go ahead and digress sometimes and be like, you know what? I'm not going to blame you for not stepping in shoes that was meant for me. You, you, you feel me? Like, at the end of the day, I want to talk back, but I realize that you don't have what I have to back it up. So it's cool. We're going to go ahead and just move forward. <laughs> it, it, just, it, it is what it is, right? But I went ahead and read something, and I was totally told. I said, yo, when I read about Elijah and Elisha in the Bible, there were so many nuggets that I'm talking about. I was... I'm. Thanksgiving dinner eating. I was like, mm, Holy Spirit, wait, <coughs> wait, cause I'm, I can't take no more, sir. This is delicious. You put your Holy Spirit foot in this, sir. He said, and know it. I said, oh, okay. Be humble. <laughs> um, but like, seriously, when I was reading it, I said, yo, it is amazing to me. Like what you get from just reading the living word. It is, oh my gosh, like if you really gave it a chance and really just dissected it and asked the Holy Spirit to show you what you need to see in the season that you're in, the fruit that you would yield would shock, shock you. Literally, it's nothing else to really say. I, I can't even preface this. Literally, I want to read 
2 Kings chapter 2. And I'm going to dissect it as we talk because it's so yummy delish. Okay, I got to preface it. Yeah, you know me better than that. Listen, okay, so technically, Elijah was getting ready to go home and be with the Lord, literally. And Elisha was following him. And when I read this at first glance, I was truly impressed that this whole entire time walking with Elijah, Elisha had a request in his heart. And once he made the request, I was so impressed to see that Elisha didn't try to bring forth his request by his own hands. Because a lot of times we'll do stuff like, God, I'm praying for this job, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. And then we will hit the ground running, trying to network, trying to call HR to see where we at with the resume, trying to do all the things. You, it's like you pray. And then you go ahead and you suit up and you boot up in your Holy Spirit Junior outfit. And then you try to bring your particular prayer to pass. You praying for a spouse. And then you suit up and boot up and you like, you literally are contorting new relationships without really scouting and doing your part to discern if that person's even supposed to have your number. You are quickly on a fast road to, and he going to propose to me by this time because then I'm gonna have, like, like, slow down, ma. You don't, you don't want to just at least like pop the hood, see if the engine is even in the car. It's a lot of cars that are beautiful and they sitting on blocks for a reason. Yet, like, I need you to be able to tell the difference between a, a car dealership and a junkyard. They both have cars, but only one lot has cars filled with value. Huh? Yeah, I need you to, like, slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I know you get excited because you, ooh, you just wait and wait a minute. Let, let, let this sermon kick in. I need you to look to the Holy Spirit real quick and be like, so what's this one? Go ahead. Yeah. Like fast track me through. I don't need three months with him. What's up? Like what you see what I'm saying? Like we just need to gather. Right. And it's amazing to me that I think we were kind of taught that in churches on a spiritual scriptural situation. Because faith without works is dead. Correct. You, you see how you just finished that? And so what we do is, okay, I'm believing for it. Okay, now let me go out and, and, and work it. And it's like, oh, but time out. Time out. Faith is you asking for something that is not yet apparent, but you believe in your heart that you're standing on expectation that you'll see it eventually, sometime in the future in God's perfect timing. That's faith. Check, right? Work does not look like now I'm going to do everything in my power to bring this to pass. Work looks like I need you to prepare and be in position so that when God brings it into fruition, you're present. That's literally what that means. And then guess what you yield? God's perfect timing in the form of a blessing. Mm -hmm. Because let's reverse engineer it. Stand in expectation for something. Don't be prepared for it. It's a burden. Mm -hmm. Anything. A baby, a relationship, a job. A, like let someone, let you just have the idea one day like, ah, 
I think I want to move across the map to that particular state. Eh, we'll see. I'll just start applying for some stuff and see what happens. And have someone call you and say, listen, we saw your resume and we were, I mean, we we vetted it and we were able to confirm and we got your qualifications. You know, all the HR stuff is, is the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. And we are just, we're excited. Listen, we're looking to go ahead and pay for you to go ahead and move, do all the things. Here's the package. It's the salary that you want. Can you start in a week? You would be like, um, when you say week, you mean seven days? Or are you saying like, like what kind of week you talking about? When does the week start and when does the end? Like Sunday to Monday? Like how does that look? You, it would be a burden because you weren't prepared. Now let that same phone call come through with you applying to the same location and let it have already been that you got things squared away. You've emptied out your location or your residence of choice. You've already started moving stuff up or you was waiting for, for the phone call. Buddy called and he was like a week, probably there in three days. <laughs> Ticket booked. <laughs> you Way different. That's a blessing. You see what I'm saying? So I was super impressed. That Elisha was like, I'm going to ask for something, and then I'm just going to be in position for it because I already know what it is. Like, I need you to keep that in mind while we're reading this. Like, watch him like, yo, he really, like, you really illustrated what it truly means to ask and you shall receive. Faith plus works equals blessings. Like, that's this is the true illustration of it. I, I wish every church around the globe would have preached it this way. But then something else got my attention with Elijah. So many times we're asking for things and we're praying for things and the motive behind why we want it mm, is not blessable. Why do you want an increase in finance? Oh, to make sure that my family and then I want to buy some stuff I never had. Right. How does that help anyone? Anyone else outside of you and the people you know? Huh? Yeah, like, I don't know if you know, but, like, um, the epitome of a blessing is that it blesses more people than just you. Like, when you're blessed, there's a certain amount of blessing that should be uh, pushed out into the world. Because God trusted you with this blessing. So now you're able to do some things with your blessing that a selfish person or a self-motivated person couldn't produce. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, so much in here. Listen, let's just go ahead and read. So 2 Kings chapter 2, you know I read in the NLT version, right? Okay, so verse 1. When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were traveling from Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, for the Lord has told me to go to Bethel. But Elisha replied, as surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I will never leave you. So they went down together to Bethel. Three, the group of prophets from Bethel came to Elisha and asked him, did you know that the Lord is going to take your master away from you today? Of course I know, Elisha answered, but be quiet about it. I want you to keep that in mind. That's number one. Verse four. Then Elijah said to Elisha, stay here for the Lord has told me to go to Jericho. But Elisha replied again, as surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I will never leave you. So they went on together to Jericho. 
5. Then the group of prophets from Jericho came to Elisha and asked him, Did you know that the Lord is going to take your master away from you today? Of course I know, Elisha answered, but be quiet about it. Pause. That's number two, right? Mm -hmm. Keep up. Verse six. Then Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, for the Lord has told me to go to the Jordan River. But again, Elisha replied, as surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I will never leave you. So they went on together. Seven, 50 men from the group of prophets also went and watched from a distance as Elijah and Elisha stopped beside the Jordan River. Eight, then Elijah folded his cloak together and struck the water with it. The river divided and the two of them went across on dry ground. Nine, when they came to the other side, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me what I can do for you before I'm taken away. Pause. Buddy was like, all right, all right, look. <laughs> Three times a charm, sir. Like, what's hood? What you want? Okay, let's go back. And Elisha replied, please let me inherit a double share of your spirit and become your successor. 10. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah replied. If you see me when I'm taken away from you, then you will get your request. But if not, then you won't. 11. As they were walking along and talking, suddenly a chariot of fire appeared, drawn by horses of fire. It drove between the two men, separating them, and Elisha was carried by a whirlwind into heaven. 12. Elisha saw it and cried, My father, my father, I see the chariots and the charioteers of Israel. And as they disappeared from sight, Elisha tore his clothes in distress. 13. Elisha picked up Elijah's cloak, which had fallen when he was taken up. Then Elisha returned to the bank of the Jordan River. 14. He struck the water with Elisha's cloak and cried out, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? Then the river divided, and Elisha went across. 15. When the groups of prophets from Jericho saw from a distance what happened, they exclaimed, Elisha's spirit rests upon Elisha. And they went to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. 16. Sir, they said, just say the word and 50 of our strongest men will search the wilderness for your master. Perhaps the spirit of the Lord has left him on some mountain or some valley. No, Elisha said, don't send them. 17. But they kept urging him until they shamed him into agreeing. And he finally said, all right, send them. So 50 men searched for three days, but they did not find Elijah. Elisha was still at Jericho when they returned. Didn't I tell you not to go? He asked. Oh, okay. Now listen to this. 19. One day, the leaders of the town of Jericho visited Elisha. We have a problem, my Lord, they told him. This town is located in pleasant surroundings, as you can see, but the water is bad. And the land is unproductive. 20. Elisha said, bring me a new bowl with salt in it. So they brought it to him. 21. Then he went out to the spring that supplied the town with water and threw the salt into it. And he said, this is what the Lord says. I have purified this water. It will no longer cause a death or infertility. 
22, and the water has remained pure ever since, just as Elisha said. A couple of things. I ain't going to hold you. This was meaty and um, very much potato weight. Uh, that kind of resilience and relentlessness, yeah, that equates to a blessing. I ain't going to hold you. I'm not going to hold you. How many women chase men away because they like, um, you my husband. It's like, ma'am, if, if the Holy Spirit did tell you that, then he, he's going to tell him that as well. Because when Gabriel was talking to Mary, he very much was also talking to Joseph and letting him, putting him into the 4112. So nobody needs you to tell them what's going on. Like Holy Spirit got it. Calm down. Like you understand? Elisha showed great restraint. Not only did he know the entire time that Elijah was going to go ahead and be taken away, he kept it to himself. Not only did he keep it to himself, he told everybody else around him who thought they was giving him the 411, um, you know he's going to be taken away today, right? And, and do, but be quiet. Y'all so loud. Like, that's what he was saying, right? And it's like, yo, would you have been able to keep that level of spiritual integrity? Would you have been able to know something of that magnitude, have seen that level of excellence around you for however long you followed and said, Lord, I will keep this to myself until the opportune time. He said nothing, nothing. And when he made his request, may I add that Elijah asked him what he wanted first as soon as somebody else would have known Elijah was on his way out, I would have been like, hey, uh, real quick, um, who you giving your car to? <laughs> you, you say you peeked your head in like, um, so like, remember that time you told me you had a house down and blah, blah, blah? Yeah, you, you made arrangements for that because you don't got no kids. So I'm just trying to like, we, oh, let your request be known? Or oh, we would have thought we was serving in the spirit. You know, you have not because you ask not blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but you know what? Um, a lot of it is God's perfect timing. Elisha was so wise in this regard. He knew something that could afford him to go ahead and have the one up. He didn't use it that way. Other people thought that they was giving him the insight. You know, they um they opening up that position, right? And, and dude, be quiet. That's so loud. <laughs> yeah, you you know they um they starting to build over there in that community and then the houses going on the market and and I know like isn't it hilarious that people think that God's going to tell somebody else about your life before they tell he tells you, and sometimes that's really really helpful. But um, it's always pleasant to have it the other way around. I think that we should live a life that looks a lot like God already told me, but you confirmed it. God told me, so He made me aware. But you confirmed it. So, yeah, and now I'm going to go ahead and prepare. That's how that should go. It shouldn't be, oh, they they hiring. Who? What? No, yeah, because then now people become your source of information, of direction, of mm-mm. Poise. Let God download into you. Let the Holy Spirit bring things to you. Let him reveal. Let him confirm. And then let people just be the plus one plus two and plus three. Yeah, I already knew that. Thank you so much. But I need y'all to be quiet because y'all so loud. You understand? 
Okay, thank you. God bless you. Yeah, mm -hmm, thanks. You, you understand? Elijah, oh my gosh, the spiritual wisdom to know and not show, to know and not use it for his own good at the wrong time, to wait on God as to how you want me to use this information, Lord. I know you're getting ready to take him, but I'm not saying nothing. And I'm going to be so wise that I'm not even going to have nobody else say nothing. Somebody else would have been like, I know. Yeah, I know he's going to. Listen, why don't y'all go over there, ask Elijah, say, hey, um, what you going to do with that cloak? And then if he said, oh, I don't know, why don't y'all be like, yo, you should give it to Elijah. Like, we would have had somebody else hook us up. We do it all the time. Yo, my homeboy, she's feeling your homegirl. Like, you know, um, I got a friend who she would be excellent for this particular position. We hook ourselves up and other people up all the time but Elisha was like nah I'm gonna let God do it yeah I'm a um it's a reason why he let me know this so yeah I know but I need y'all to be quiet uh and don't say nothing and he did this not once he did this not twice he did this thrice times very much and it was like yo can I say something that is a level of spiritual wisdom that exceeds anything that I think that we can truly comprehend to the point that Elijah was like, I, right, bro, what you want? No, because I already know, you know, so like, what's hood? What you, ooh, ooh, you asked for something difficult. And what I love the most is that uh, he didn't waste any time. It wasn't like, um, real quick. You know, you know, I, we grew up together, right? And you know, I got love for you. Your grandma and them, they used to babysit back in the, yeah, like we had, none of that. It was straight to the point. It was like, um, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, I would love a double portion of what you have. And then also, if you would be so kind to go ahead, it, it, it was quick. But he was like, ooh, you asked a very difficult thing, but I'm going to go ahead and let you know that um, that's between you and the Lord. So if you see me get taken up, then cool. But if not, uh, you won't. And I love that it was very clear. It was, if you see me, verse 10, if you see me when I'm taken from you, then you will get your request. But if not, then you won't. Very clear. That is the beauty of the blessing and, and the leading of God. There is no in between. You don't need, okay, I just need, I need more confirmation. Like I, I asked you if he was the one, but I need more. No, no, no. He is or he is not, ma'am. The job is for or it is not, sir. It is it is yes or it is no. I put before you life or death. Like it, it is A or it is B. Like he is not a gray area God. And we always try to make it where mm, he, you know, he moves in mysterious ways. So we don't really be. No, no, it's nothing mysterious outside of the way that you're trying to comprehend the blessing. This man literally told him, this is how you're going to know. You're going to get it if you see me go. And if you don't, you're not going to get it. So don't be looking around like, well, maybe I should pray again. I said, if you don't see me, sir, it's a wrap. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure everybody's clear. How beautifully pristine God is. He is a God that moves in decency and order. He is clarity. He is revelation. Why would he want to condolude your comprehension of something? Why? 
No, that that leads people to be confused, and he is not the father of confusion. That leads for people to be unclear, and he is not a God of a, a lack of clarity. So everything that you thought that you had to get further confirmation on and a second touch and, a, and a, wait, I just want to pray about it one more time. Please don't be giddy in the spirit. You understand? God said what he said. He's going to tell you what he's going to tell you, and it's going to be clear. And when you don't have a word, I heard from the uh, Bishop Daniels, Darius Daniels, that is, where you don't have a word, use wisdom. Because God is not confusing. So it would behoove that when you're asking for something, just real make it plain. He even said, yo, write the vision and make it plain. Because I want you to be clear on what you're getting ready to receive and how you're getting ready to receive it. He don't even want you being confused. Because it messes everything up. I said, don't eat from the tree, okay? Because then you will surely die. And then what the serpent do? You won't surely die. What he really meant, what he was trying to say is that, you know, that the not dying, dying, but like the dying where you know good from bad. Like, why are you confused all that? It's clear cut. You're going to surely not, like, it's going to be a wrap. Like, why are we making it anything else other than what it is? Why are you adding your own tail to the dog? Well, you don't find that suspicious? <laughs> you understand? Like, he just needs you to kind of like read between the lines on that. But the best part of it all, is what Elisha did with the blessing first. I always tried to comprehend God. Like, why did you let him not only see, but why did you, like, that was a quick turnaround. It was like the moment that uh, Elijah was like, bro, what you want? He told him and was like, oh, and then like, it seemed like within five seconds, it was like, oh, my father, I see the, you, you see it coming down. Cause you said, if I see it, it's a wrap. So I, I, I see it so I can get the blessing, right? Like, this is crazy. But now I understand why this man received such a enormous blessing. Because he understood that he was purpose for the problem. Immediately, right after going ahead and confirming all the things and getting the cloak and using it for the water and seeing, okay, the, the blessing is not only here, but it's very much activated. It's like you got the card with the million dollars on it. Call and activate that card. Cool. Now you know you can use it. So the very first thing that he does is what? Somebody says in verse 19, let's read it again. One day the leaders of the town of Jericho visited Elisha. We have a problem, my Lord. They told him this town is located in pleasant surroundings, as you can see, but the water is bad and the land is unproductive. Elisha said, bring me a new bowl with salt in it. So they gave it, they brought it to him. And then, so he did all the thing. What did he do? He, with his anointing and his purpose first, he solved the problem. That land wasn't like that the whole entire time. Oh, I'm sorry. That land was like that, that ent entire time. They didn't just realize, oh, man, this water is not. It's been like that. But there was no one who was walking in purpose that realized that they can solve that problem. So they literally realized we got to bring this to Elisha. And quick, fast, in a hurry, buddy was like, bring me some salt, some Larry, some um, vinegar. So he put together a concoction and was like, this is what we're doing. And you know how I know that that issue was there for some time? Because he literally said in verse 20, 21, 
He said, then he went out to the spring that supplied the town with the water and threw the salt into it. And he said, this is what the Lord says. I have purified this water. It will no longer cause death or infertility. How many people died and how many women were infertile? How many men were sterile? That this had to be an ongoing issue to the point that they were like, I just wish someone knew their purpose enough to solve this problem. I just wish. Elijah was splitting waters so they can walk across dry ground. But Elisha was curing water so that people wouldn't continue to have that problem anymore. So again, I ask you, the thing that you're praying for, the anointing that you want, the financial increase that you want, the sound, whatever, fill in the blank, the power, the accolade, the blo- the thing that you want. Are you self-sabotaging it because you're only thinking about self? Or are you centered around, I will solve every problem that is presented to me because God purposed me for it. God, once you give me this anointing, I'm going to do something for the people with it. Once you give me this increase, I'm going to go ahead and make this side of my town better. Once you go ahead and give me that particular thing, I'm going to make sure that my bloodline never looks the same. Once you go ahead and entrust me with A, B, and C, trust that I'm going to leave an imprint on this earth. That is how you live a life that is purposed and you make sure that you are solving problems with that purpose. Do you understand that? What is my challenge to you? The whole conversation I just told you? Mm-hmm. Go back and look at what you're praying for and ask yourself, what do I plan on doing once God gives it to me? Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's always supposed to be surfaced and directed towards a problem. Are you going to solve it? So are you going to cure the water or are you going to be the one that splits the water and just to walk across on the other side for quicker transportation? Hmm? You choose. You're going to be Elijah or you're going to be Elisha. Same anointing. They use the purpose differently. Well, ah, feel like you got what you needed. Mm-hmm, very much. You know what these conversations are, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, life-provoking conversations, conversations that not the average person's going to have with you, but who, your favorite homegirl, just real quick, one question. Have you went on the website yet? Created to multiplycom Mm-hmm. Created, the number two, multiply.com. Yes, you need to see all the things that are happening, the merch line, the Patreon, the all the things. Listen, I'm trying to use my purpose to solve a problem. There is a lack of encouragement in this world, okay? There is some, but it's not enough. I want to go ahead and make sure that I'm putting my imprint on my side of the earth. That's all I'm trying to do. If I'm going to speak it, I'm going to preach it. If I'm going to preach it, I'm going to do it. Just the end. That's just the way I rock. You understand? No pressure, but very much pressure. <coughs> I'll create it to multiply.com, <coughs> period, okay? <laughs> but listen, I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go, okay? Yeah, we talk later. We will talk later. Okay, later.